Hi everyone, so here is this week's question. Have you ever wondered how energy healers and intuitive coaches get their gifts? What it means when they meet someone for the first time? Can they read their thoughts instantly? And is that a blessing or a curse? For those of you joining for the first time, I'm Simon Osimo, an author, speaker, safety expert, and host of the Herbicane podcast, where I interview guests that will educate, inform, and inspire you to lead a life of significance. Now, today I'm talking with Joe Petrosky, an energy healer, an intuitive coach, and founder of Profound Power. Now, in 1999, when told by the doctors he was going to die, Joe sought alternative medicine, which led him to understand what he already knew had been there for some time his intuitive ability to read people. But before we dive into today's episode, can I ask you to do two things this week? Now, I see the stats. I know there's a lot of you out there listening to the show, and it would mean the world to me if you'd go to Apple Podcast and leave me a five-star review to help us grow together. And lastly, head on over to my website, which is just my full name, simonosimo.com, and sign up for my mailing list to be kept updated on all the projects and everything that I have up and coming. Right, done those two things? Let's catch up with Joe Petrosky from Profound Power. Well, Joe Petrosky, welcome to the Whoever Came podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look forward to this. And Joe, it's a real honor and a privilege to talk to you. I know that you've spoken to a few people in my family and you are a sort of an energy healer, intuitive healer. Um, Mm -hmm. And in my life, I wouldn't say that I was skeptical of you, Joe, but but a few people have mentioned who you were. And I was thinking, who is this guy that can sort of heal through the, through the mind and energy and stuff? So it is great to learn more about you, get to know you. And even myself, as I've learned more, I've become maybe not less skeptical, but as a, a follower of, of Christ, um, it's easy to understand now where, where you come from. So really grateful that you're going to join me and talk through this conversation about energy healing and your sort of intuitive um, skills you've been gifted mm-hmm. yeah well thank you i appreciate it yeah i grew up uh as normal and as regular as possible um you know everybody around me was like june and ward cleaver we were all just regular normal uh, i was raised catholic i had no idea that i had these gifts in fact uh, anything that i thought or felt as a child was highly discouraged i um, I, I learned to not be seen not be hurt and i learned to hide in plain sight um, in my 30s, I ended up developing a very unusual illness, and I had seen a lot of doctors all over the United States uh, with this illness. And there was two doctors I was working with at the end. And after working with them for a number of years, I was on oxygen for almost two. And they came to me and they said, you know, Joe, we have one more treatment that we could give you, but if it doesn't work, it will kill you. So we have to send you home and you have to be prepared to die. It's going to be a very painful death. You have less than a year to live and it's going to get worse. And I was already emaciated. Um, I was so sick. Um, what would happen is, is I, was, I would breathe every day regular chemicals. I would lose my vision. Um, I could still see, but I couldn't tell you what I saw. For example, I'd be able to tell you that there's red behind you. But being that you and I um, hadn't really seen each other, I don't know that I could say that you're a human being. I certainly wouldn't be able to say that was a microphone in front of you. Uh, so the illness was very scary. And But I went and I met this 35th generation Shaolin master, which is a Chinese healer. And I went to him and his students. And after the second hour, I no longer needed the oxygen. 
And after the third, I was completely healthy. And he looked at wow. me and he said, he said, well, you can do this too. <laughs> and I looked at him like, you're nuts. And I hope I stay healthy. Um, but I trained with him. Uh, when I saw his sincerity, I did. I trained with him for over three and a half years. And during that time, I had the wonderful opportunity to sit with Native Americans as well. And the Chinese way of healing was very rudimentary. There was a lot of charts and graphs and things. Kinesiology was involved, different things like that. When I sat with the natives, they just felt. And uh, there was an elder there that I sat with. And as I sat with him, he started to see and feel. And I didn't know I was an empath. I didn't know I was a psychic or an intuitive. But as I sat with him, I started to see and feel everything that he saw and felt. Um, I could see the history of the land. I could see where the rocks were buried. I could see um, all kinds of things. And that's also when the people that had passed away started to show up. I didn't know that I had these healing gifts growing up, but now I do. And people ask, what's it like? And things like that. And you talk about the skeptic and what is it, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a movie that was real popular in the early 2000s called What the Bleep Do We Know? And it's about quantum physics. And in quantum physics, they call me the observer. And they've realized that as in an experiment, you cannot observe it without changing it. And at the end of this long movie, um, uh, Dr. Wolf is sitting there or standing there. And he says, now, if you are not thoroughly confused, you were not paying attention. <laughs> and yeah. so that's one of the brightest minds in physics explaining energy and energy healing. I'm used to people wondering, I'm used to people doubting. Um, and But before the American doctors, before the American Medical Association came in, people like me were the regular. That was the usual. You would go to your uh, tribal healer, you would go to uh, the clan healer. Uh, people like me and the herbalists were regular. But when the American Medical Association came in, they, they've had some incredible uh, marketing campaigns to make them the only experts on the scene. I work with doctors. Uh, some doctors are fantastic and will love working with me. And that's great when we can combine our efforts. And some, you know, see me as a threat, but I don't worry about it. I just know that um, I can look at a client. I always see their highest good. I can always see their highest talents and I can see the blocks that they have as well. And I don't care what their diagnosis is. I just ask them, what are the symptoms that you're having? As they start to discuss the symptoms, I can see what's going on in their body. And as I pay attention to it, their body changes. So it's, it's very simple work. Um, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of patience um, and a lot of, I have to be very, very neutral. I can't get bothered by what it is that I see, but it's fantastic what re the results. Yeah, and it's funny, I know when we spoke on the phone Doing research for this conversation, I came off thinking, oh, wow, I wonder what Joe makes of me. What, what's he seen in me and stuff? You know, so there must be those type of um, feelings that people have when they interact with you. But I want to take you back a second, Joe, just about, you know, you mentioned in 1999 when a doctor basically said, you know, you, you're going home to die. You've got this sort of rare illness. Uh, you know, there's various different medical issues that you're having. What made you sort of seek out an alternative path perhaps because you know i mean if the doctors had even written you off and said go home to die what what made you seek an alternative to, to say is there another answer to, to my um, health conditions i just simply wasn't ready to die um i was only in my 30s for crying out loud i had um one daughter at the time and i didn't want to die I, I i just had this feeling that it wasn't my time and i actually you know was kind of when I say belligerent, I don't know if that's the right word because I wasn't mean or angry at people, but I was just like, it's like, you're crazy. You're nuts. Um, you know, you don't know me. You're, um, even though they had nearly an inch and a half of, you know, uh, medical evidence, medical tests proving 
that I was dying and proving that my body was killing itself, I just refused to believe it. And when I went to the social security hearing, because I was on disability for three and a half years, when I went there, the social security psychologist showed up and the judge said, you don't need to be here. So you must have something important to say, I'll let you go first. And the psychologist said, he says, well, he's very honest, maybe too honest. Um, and he's very diligent, but you know, da, 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 da. But he says, your honor, he says, I'm here because Mr. Petrosky has the absolute unrealistic belief and even expectation that he's going to live. He's got this unrealistic belief. And then he turns to me and he says, Mr. Petrosky, you are going to die. It's going to be very, very soon. It's going to be a horrible death. And you may end up taking your own life because it's going to get that bad. You have to come to peace with that. Well, that's a, a positive person then, Joe, you know. Yeah, yeah let's, let's invite him over for Christmas. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a chicken. Give me the popcorn. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so I guess, you know, so you are, um, you've gone on and we'll talk a bit more about your company and how you help people, but you are a sort of master energy healer, intuitive life coach, profound power is the company that you've started. So maybe give the listeners a sort of an overview as to what is an energy healer and what is an intuitive um, coach? What does it actually mean for, for the layman who might not understand or be new to those terms? Well, um, energy healing is a lot of things and it's kind of like food. The food's a lot of things. There's Taco Bell and then there's Ruth Chris and Seasons 52 and gourmet restaurants. Um, and energy healing has that whole gamut as well. There's a lot of energy healers out there kind of interesting and they do more surfing on energy than they, but the work that I do, I can actually look at people and as I work with them, usually in one or two sessions, we can eliminate complete issues. Um, like, for example, I worked with a fellow that played NFL uh, professional football for 12 years and he was retired and he was in pain for 34 years. And every single week he went to a chiropractor, an acupuncturist and a massage therapist just to be able to keep up with life because he was in so much pain. Well, I worked with John and after the third session, he had 100 percent range of motion and zero pain. And he had already had four surgeries. And like I say, he was going through all those other cares and nothing worked. Well, three sessions, he was completely free of pain. So the work that I do is really profound. And I've let my clients name my companies. Um, and that's what they've called is that it's really profound. It gives them a profound physical healing, emotional healing, and spiritual healing. It's cool. Yeah, and I know uh, when you spoke, uh, when me and you spoke a couple of weeks ago, uh, it started off being as in the doctors say that I've got a, an illness that can't be cured or there's a treatment which is, you know, to prescribe this medication. It started off being very physical for you in how you'd heal people, but it's also moved into sort of more um, sort of psychological and understanding and, and purpose and fulfillment in, in life. Maybe sort of share a little bit about how the model shifted from just healing people's bodies to also healing their souls as well. Sure. Well, and just to you know, be really clear too, um, I'm governed by a lot of laws, and so I can't even mention um, psychological, for example. Um, okay, this is your disclaimer for I said. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is my disclaimer. Um, and so I'm not a medical doctor. Um, I'm not uh, a licensed healthcare professional. I am a licensed massage therapist, so I can touch clients. But you know, use your doctors. Go to your professionals um, to get your psychological advice and your medical advice. But when I started to work with people, yeah, what ended up happening is 
is, is I was able to eliminate physical issues. And but during that time, um, I started to see all kinds of things about them. And I could see some of the things that uh, were holding them back. And then I could see the things that they needed to change in their life in order to be able to do better. And that's one of the things people ask me about my teacher. Well, my teacher, after working with him three and a half years solid, two, another two years on and off, he took me aside and he says, hey, Joe, he says, you get to go teach what you're doing because you're doing differently than I taught you. You got to go out and teach what you're doing. Because when I work with a client, I do do a lot of talking. And my clients had been begging me to coach them and I didn't feel qualified. But in 2012, I saw the movie The Cure Is. And when I watched that movie, the first time I watched it, I feverishly wrote for 10 pages and the next for eight. And the next time I wrote for two pages. And at the end of that, I had my first coaching program. And so in 2012, I started to coach clients and I've loved it. Every single person that's ever gone through the coaching has just loved it. They thought it's fantastic. And it gives them the highest sense of self-appreciation um, and self-acceptance and self-love that they've ever felt. Um, it's helped them in their careers. It's helped them in their relationship. It's helped in their finances. Uh, the shifts are absolutely astounding. And, and I love it. What I do is when I see people, you would ask, it's like, you know, oh, God, what's he seeing? What's he seeing? Um, yeah. I don't look. You know, I don't look. Um, if I want to. you must. You must. Um, you yeah. know, the only, the only time that I do, the only time that I do is when I'm called into a room to help the room. Um, you know, and for example, um, people often will invite me to their, to their house, their place of work or their community center. And they'll say, Joe, I want you to talk about energy healing. Um, in fact, uh, Shannon had done this um, at um, her aunt's um, uh, community center in Edina. And there was 52 people there. Well, they all came to hear me talk about energy healing. They told, wanted to find out what they could do to instantly increase their energy, increase their physical strength, emotional strength, and spiritual strength. Well, when I go into a room like that, then I'll start to look because everybody's there for the help. But even the one... Um, if I wanted to, I mean, when I go into detention centers or treatment centers, I read every single person there. Okay. And I tell every single person there, this is the absolute best thing about you. And this is what you need to work on because that's what I'm hired to do. And so, but if I go into a party, for example, and I do that, say there's a party of 18 people in a backyard barbecue or something like that. If I go in there and read everybody, what it's going to be like is this going to be 18 radio stations all at the level of seven or eight. OK, if the volume goes from up to 10, the level is going to be about seven or eight. So it's just like, blah, 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 you know, yeah, and it would drive me nuts. It would really drive me nuts. And when I was learning originally, that's what would happen. But I had to go through a lot of training in order to be able to turn it off. And so now I can go places and I tell people, it's like, sure, you know, I'll go into a party or walk down the street. Um, and you guys, everybody knows that you go to a party or you go to a business thing and there's going to be that one or two people that always complain about everything. Life sucks, blah, 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 blah. Sounds like you're a social security person that you're, you're hearing. <laughs> but I, I am. I mean, you know, that's the thing. And, and that's one of the things with the coaching is I cut through the bowl right away. Yeah. You know, nobody can pull the wool over my eyes. Um, I see exactly what's going on. And well, well maybe let's go back to listen, Joe. So. Uh, maybe the question is, uh, what do you see, uh, what do you hear, and what do you feel when you when you meet someone? And maybe talk us through it. Have you found a way to articulate what you feel, what you see, and what you hear when you first meet someone? Well, if, if I meet 
somebody at a party, um, I try and basically just meet Simon, just the person that's in front of me, um, you know, that's the husband of, you know, Courtney, you know, Um, that's who I meet. If you hire me to look at you, okay, if you hire me to look at you, I will see the things that bother you. I will see the things that upset you. I will see the things that, you know, uh, just occupy your mind because you're somebody that really holds things and kind of ruminates over them. Are you Uh, talking about me now, Joe, or is this just hypothetical? Just checking. This is is you. This is you. Oh, it's me. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't too <laughs> yeah. sure about us. We could, yeah. it's a free, I mean, free session. Yeah. So it's something where you can take a thought and you can kind of just ruminate on it and you kind of, kind of get stuck on it. Um, and um, it actually makes you kind of sorrow in the, in the gut um, and it kind of makes you bothered. Okay. So I can see that. Um, yeah. so, so I would work with you to be able to help you get past that. Um, I can also see. If we, let's, let's keep this podcast going for three hours and you can work with me then for a seat free session because you, you have just nailed it. So you, you show me you've got the skills. I like it. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's and it's also something um, you have to have fun. OK, you have to have, you know, crack me up, um, you know, joyous fun. You also have to do something physical to really kind of stretch yourself. Um, if you don't work out, if you don't go chop some wood or go for a run, you know, or go snowshoeing or something like that, if you don't do that, your physical body is going to get kind of putrid and upset. Okay. So you carry uh, distinct energy in your body. Your body's either going to be happy. Hey, Hey, or your body's going to be basically like, you know, like that. And so it's something for you. You need to be able to have that joyous fun and you need to be able to have that physical outlet and the physical outlet, you have to do it together. So it's kind of like, you know, taking the family and doing it, taking, you know, uh, the kids or taking Courtney, you, um, if you don't, you become kind of isolated in your own kind of creature, which yeah. that's all about someone else, Joe. Scaring me too. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away to my listeners that I'm a complete nutter. So you know, <laughs> but no, but it, but it is great stuff. I just for you, and it's good because it, it ties into one of the stories that you told me about this retired NFL player that you worked with where mm-hmm. his family noticed a change in him. It wasn't just you know he came to you because his chiropractor said there's nothing I can do. You're just bodies you know 15 years of playing football but you also sort of helped him in in a more of a sort of spiritual way do you mind sort of sharing that story about what his family said sure and this is stuff that he's talked to me about and is um you know and it's everything that he's given me okay to talk about in a testimonial so first of all yeah john was you know free of pain but then what ended up happening is john's sons called uh their mother uh, John's ex-wife. And they said, Hey mom, you know, what's up? Who's this Joe character? And she was like, well, why? And it's just like, well, dad's really kind of happy and he's really kind of sound. And is it going to last? Because they've gone through that. Their father had gone through treatment a couple of times and it would stay, but then it would go away. And they asked, and it's like, mom, is this really going to last? And she said, yeah, it's going to. And what ended up happening is, is he repaired his relationship with his ex-wife um, and because they had a lot of things that had happened. And then he uh, repaired and rebuilt his relationships with his two sons and um, had fantastic times. And the, the, the boys who were in their 40s, they just loved it. They said, this is amazing to have dad like this. This is this is awesome. And that's one of the things we're all energy. And the thing that's in us is that that light. Okay, whether it's, you know, whether you call it God, creator, source, you know, whatever, that universal light is in every single one of us. And if we're in physical pain, emotional pain, or spiritual pain, we're not going to thrive. We're always going to be, you know, held back. We're not going to be able to live the way we want to live. And when we're free of that, when our energy is really working, we're going to be amazing. And I use words like that in my business all the time. And then also with my arms up in the air, 
I believe that we need to be able to celebrate like that. We need to be able to say, yes, my life rocks. Because if we don't, why are we here? You know, God didn't make us to be average or mediocre or blah, blah. And it's my belief that we really get to celebrate life, that we're supposed to really enjoy it. And that's why I love the work that I do. Yeah. And another amazing story you told me was about a young girl, I believe she was six years old. Parents had come to you. I think she was dying of cancer. They'd come to you for help and support uh, and maybe share that story as to what that young girl said to you, because that really shows that there is not only um, strong energy amongst us, it can come in the most um, unusual and, and young children as well. It doesn't, you don't have to have sort of be mature in age to have that level of depth. Maybe share that story, Joe. Sure. Yeah. Isabella came in and, um, and this is something where people, you know, talk about the energy healing, what it's like. I have to be incredibly neutral. I can't let things bother me. If things bother me, I'm not going to be able to be good or effective. Well, Isabella came in and her head was as big as a pumpkin. Um, it was huge uh, from the treatments of cancer and the steroids that they were giving her um, and the pain meds that they were giving her. And she came in with this ginormous head on this little six-year-old girl, this tiny little girl. And um, and so we were sitting there and we did the you know stuff, taking the notes and getting some of the history. And then she goes, she goes, Dad, she goes, didn't you have to go to the bathroom? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to go to the bathroom. And so she had encouraged her dad to go to the bathroom. And she looks at me and she goes, you do know that you're here to help my parents, that you're not going to be able to help me. Right. And I looked at her and I was just like yeah i mean i i knew that you know but it, it wasn't clear until she sat down and i realized i was looking at her father and all of this all of the sessions were going to be about her father and her mother and uh the healing for those two and that was amazing and you talk about kind of an angel being in a human body uh she was it yeah and i know when you told me that story for the first time i got goosebumps coming down my arms and it is now, to hear a six-year-old that is uh, not only dying, but prepared to face death and know that actually you as a, a healer are there for her parents and not her. I mean, that is it's a powerful story. It can only in, in sort of impact you where it really makes you stop and think um, mm -hmm. as to what is the meaning of your, your life and stuff. I guess let's maybe share a little bit, Joe, about, you know, we know you had your illness in 1999 where a doctor said, hey, you're going home to, to die. We've done all, all, done all we can. And you sought this ulterior way because you didn't, you knew it wasn't your time to die. You didn't want to die then. Um, do you think this is a skill or a gift that you've always had throughout your life? Or is this something that sort of came upon you during your life? How would you try and when you've looked back and reflected, do you feel you were born with the skills or has this sort of been learned and developed for a lot of these native um, Americans that you, you worked with? Um, I believe that I was born with it, but like I had said earlier, um, I grew up with a lot of abuse. I was beat a lot. I was beat often, uh, sometimes multiple times a day. Um, and my dad was as big as me. Um, and my dad chose boards and, um, and I went to Catholic school and I got, you know, um, an incredible, you know, a lot of beatings there as well. Um, and so I learned the less I said, the less I showed up, uh, the better. And I learned to hide in plain sight. I could be in the living room room and just be still and nobody'd see me. 
However, I did have a lot of things where I was bothered by certain people and I was really uncomfortable around certain people and I didn't want to shake their hands or I wanted to step back or things like that. And come to find out, you know, that they were, um, you know, uh, criminals or they were cheating on their, you know, uh, wife who was a friend of my mom's, you know, um, things like that. And then I did have some dreams that came true as well as I was growing up, but I didn't know it. I, I shut me down um, and I, I mean, I was very socially awkward. Um, I didn't talk. I didn't interact with people. Um, but when I had this illness and when I went, you know, with the healing, um, my teacher picked me out of a group of 150 and he says, you can do this. And he didn't tell anybody that at all. And people said, he hasn't said that to people in a long time. So he picked me out. And then when the Native American, the Native American, you know, we were there and we were project orientated. We were all working on stuff. And this, you know, old guy comes and grabs me and he says, let's go sit down. And I'm just like, well, we got to work. <laughs> There's work to be done. Ah, let's just sit down. And so he and I sat and um, I started to talk. He said, no, 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 let's just sit. Let's just sit. So I sat for another 15 or 20 minutes and, he, and I started to talk. Said, no, 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 let's just sit. Let's just sit. And I realized, oh, okay, he wants me to just sit. Well, and that's when he opened up and he started to look and I could see that there was this 20 foot boulder that was in the middle of the land. And that's why they didn't put the house in the most beautiful spot because the boulder was there. Um, I could see all these different things. Um, and so everybody that was around me that could do energy healing saw in me that I had this gift. And I didn't know it. But when I saw it and I started to really embrace it, I quickly became one of the best healers and one of the best teachers that my teacher had ever had. Um, and he, you know, put me up through the system quite quickly. Um, and the Native American had me do all kinds of things, um, it brought me to ceremonies, blessings for people, healings for people. You know, I'd show up and there was a carload of people. It's like, OK, go to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they could see that I had this gift way before I did, way before I did it. Yeah. And for, you know, I look back of in my own life as to where I've come from. And I would say that, you know, there's uh, always times where you reflect and sort of, you know, you might be a bit down or low. But I would describe myself as a positive person where uh, one of my character defects, I'm sure you see it, Joe, because you look at me like I'm a painting class, I'm sure, is that if you set me a goal, I achieve that goal. Where's the next one? You know, while I'm halfway through one, I'm driving. I'm, all, I'm always driving. It's definitely one of my character defects, but I've always been incredibly positive. You know, I'm only, I'm only limited by my own imagination. Are there people that you can't help through your skills of energy healing? Do you have to be positive in nature? Do you have to believe? Uh, maybe share a little bit of sort of context surrounding the type of people that you can help. Sure. Well, that's one of the reasons where I offer a complimentary consultation, uh, because I want to be able to look at people and I want to be able to see, really, can I really, really help them? And I ask a couple of questions. Is it in my highest good to help them? Is it in their highest good for me to help them? And I ask those questions because um, I don't want to waste their time. And I certainly don't want to get paid for something I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and so there are certainly times where I cannot help people. There's times where I've told people, it's like, okay, you know, I won't be able to help you physically, but emotionally and spiritually, um, I'll definitely be able to help you. I'll be, help you be able to decrease the pain, decrease the fear, um, you know, when people are making their transition. 
And so um, there's definitely people that I can't help, um, but I know a lot of good healers and I will suggest it's like, you know, go to this person or go to that person. And um, I do some restorative body work, but often what I'll do is I'll refer people out to other body workers because uh, I prefer to do the energy healing. Um, but occasionally if it's a really serious issue, I'll put them on the table and I'll do that as well. But yeah, there's a lot of people that um, it's not meant for me to heal them. Somebody else can. And I imagine, yeah, looking back, maybe even over only four, five, six years, that um, the term energy healing or being intuitive coach are, are quite new. And there could have been times maybe going back sort of 10 years um, or even sort of 15, 20, where that skepticism might have turned into you having self-doubts. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of trying to push you here now. We're seeing how much you can read me here, Joe. But well, have there ever been times where you've had that self-doubt thinking, you know, is is the world going to change? Are they going to be open to my ideas? I know myself, um, you know, that you're new to um, uh, Clubhouse, which I myself yeah. and I listen to you on there and, you know, people are dropping in the room. And I don't believe 15, 20 years ago, you would have seen that. Now everyone's really open to explore. So have you ever had self-doubts as a sort of uh, an energy healer? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> um, you know, there was a time back, God, when would that have been? Probably 2004, or 2005. Um, I was crying. I was mad. I was just like, you know, um, the money wasn't coming in. The clients weren't coming. And I just like, you know, God, am I supposed to really be doing this work? And two in the, two in the afternoon, I just, you know, I was crying. I went upstairs and I started taking a shower. I'm crying in the shower. And, and I had left the front door open and we had a screen porch there and I heard somebody come onto the porch. I was like, whoa. Oh. So I hurry up and got out of the shower and I ran down and it was the mailman. Well, uh, and it was a substitute because our mailman always came at 4.30, never before 4.30. Um, 2.15 in the afternoon, uh, the mailman's coming. And I'm just like, well, well this is interesting. So um, I dry off and I go and I look at the mail and there's a letter from a client of mine. I'm just like, well, this is weird. And I open it up and it's a single space typewritten letter. And she says, Joe, she goes, I wasn't sure if your energy work was going to work or not. And so I put it in my calendar to see in a year if it made any difference in my life. And she said, uh, you know, of course, you know, the answer to it. It's completely changed my life. She said, I'm healthier than I've ever been. And this woman was disabled. Um, she wasn't able to work at all. Um, and we worked, I don't know how many times, um, and two or three times, and she was completely back to work. She was completely fine, completely healthy. And so she said, Joe, she goes, I really want you to know how much your gift has helped me and how much your gift has saved my life, but how much better it's been for me and my husband and my kids. And, you know, when I was up in the shower, I, I literally, I, well, I said, I said, Hey God, I need a sign. And I says, I need like a billboard. I need like an email. I need something that's completely unambiguous. I need something that I can read, that I can see whether I should be doing this work or not. <laughs> hey, you that sign. <laughs> yeah. And I've had the doubt from time to time. Um, and, um, you know, it's um, because it, it's hard sometimes um, when I'm working with certain people, um, you know, and there's illnesses that I really can't help so much, um, uh, you know, or I'm trying to teach somebody or coach somebody that's a that's yeah. a a tough one. You know, I, I, and I ask, I just say, Hey man, am I supposed to be doing this? And I will get the, you know, most I'll, I'll get signs. I'll get phone calls. 
I'll have people say, you know, I wanted to send this thank you a long time ago. I wanted to send this, you know, affirmation and this testimonial a long time ago. I should have sent it a long time ago, but it's finally here. And it'll show up in the email. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because right, right when I'm about to give up, somebody, you know, calls and says, hey, man, thank you. And, yeah. Well, and one thing that you can't do, I mean, I, I can say this for you, for your, maybe you can use this in marketing, Joe, but you know, you can't defy natural law. I mean, there's a sort of spiritual side, whatever that is for people, whether you believe in a higher power, you know, or, or just spirituality, uh, you can't defy natural law. And if someone is going to eat 30 Big Macs a day and be overweight and their artery is going to get all clogged up, they're going to have a heart attack and die. You know what I mean? Sort of healing, uh, sort of energy wise, is not a great deal you can do that other than changing their mindset as to how they live their lives. You know, so I mean, there is a big transition between you can't define natural law, um, but you know, I'm really infused by the work that you're doing because I just see such a strong connection in, in the mind and in that sort of power of purpose and understanding. Do you feel that um, this is your one and only calling in life, Joe? Uh, well, you know, there's, there's facets to it. Um, there's facets to it with the healing and the coaching and, you know, a facet that I've been developing the last three or four years is I've been really concentrating, um, on with women and doing a lot of the sexual healing and, um, with, you know, it's because there's been so many women that have been abused, they've been raped, they've been molested, um, or they've been cheated on, you know, those kinds of things. And it's left in the body. And so I've been, um, I can see that. And that's one of the things that the Native Americans saw. The Native Americans, they have this uh, word, and I cannot recall it right now, but they say that you're no longer male and you're no longer female, uh, that you're basically a hollow bone. You're, you're, you're here for creator. And so I've been doing a lot of that with women and it's been really profound. And so, but the healing stuff and the teaching, yeah, that's me. That's it. Um, you know, yeah. I love to do finish carpentry and work on houses and remodel houses. I love that. But I know that when I don't do the healing work, I lose myself um, because I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you had um, five minutes with someone who is maybe a skeptic, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be listening to this podcast and say, oh, that's a lot of old bollocks, which Joe's talking about. He can't do those things. He's just on there saying this stuff, you know, where's the, where, where's the proof? But, you know, I cut your question off earlier because you were getting a bit close to me, Joe. So I can say to my listeners, yeah, yeah, he, he was very close. He was very close. But so there's going to be skeptics that sort of listen. But if you had to give an elevator pitch, I mean, what is it that you want people to know about alternative sort of health, about sort of your 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 role within energy? What would you want to pitch to someone in, in that sort of short elevator pitch as to well, why should people come and see someone like you or be open to explore the idea of energy healing? Um, if you've tried everything else and nothing's worked, um, give me a call, uh, seriously. And when I do the complimentary consultation, I'll talk with the person and I'll, and basically like you saw, I'll be able to say some personal things about them that there's no way I would know that. And so that's either going to make them comfortable, um, to work with me or that'll make them, you know, run further and faster away. Um, uh, you know, energy healing is one facet of, you know, there's doctors and chiropractors and homeopaths and nutritionists. And, you know, there's all kinds of different energy healing. There's sound healing. Um, there's all kinds of incredible modalities. And one of them is going to help somebody some way eventually, probably. Um, and so I just tell people, you don't need to believe in me. You don't need to believe in the techniques. But if you think that there's a possibility of you being able to get better, then you probably can. 
And so I just ask people to really trust themselves, really feel into it and see what feels right for themselves. Yeah, and interesting, you know, from my own perspective, I moved to the US, I think it was sort of 33 when I when I moved here, uh, coming on to my my 10th year and in England where there's free healthcare, nothing ever went wrong with me, Joe, not a broken arm, broken leg, you know, uh, fit as anything, I moved to the US and I think I've had um, three or four uh, quite major, uh, major surgeries, but I've always been shocked after those surgeries where the doctors always said, so, so what do you want, Simon? I'm like, well, um, what do you mean? Sort of to, yeah. to get well? No, no. What what drugs do you want? And I've never lived in a culture where they've just said the answer is always is always drugs. So I think hearing you speak and just learning more, I think a lot of people are searching for for just a different way rather than just taking these sort of pills to try and cure what I've got. You know, what is out there to to do mm-hmm. it? So it's really interesting you you yeah. say that. And and that's one of the things where um, I come into people and I tell them, it's like, okay, no pills, no needles. And I want to add something like no shakes or no supplements, you know, but no pills, no needles, just results. And because everybody and their mother, it's like, oh, this is going to be the cure all for you, you know, and, um, and, you know, it's one of those things when I was dying, I had to research things uh, immensely, because my body was literally like the canary in the coal mine. And so if I had the wrong type of medication, if I had the wrong type of probiotics or prebiotics, I got incredibly ill, incredibly ill to the point where some of these things almost killed me. And so when all of these people um, say that, you know, my product is the best it is and it's got incredible doctors behind it and it's going to save your life. And, you know, it's like maybe and a lot of those are fantastic. A lot of them are incredibly fantastic, but nobody can handle everything all the time. You know, I mean, people are allergic to chocolate, you know, God forbid, but it's happened, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, um, people, you know, uh, people can be allergic to everything. And or they can just be resistant or it's just not for them. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things where you really have to trust your own intuition um, and do that. And it's like, does it really feel like this? But, yeah, you're, you're correct. The pill pushing is just unbelievable. Yeah, and if someone has listened to what you've said and it's resonating with them, and I think when well, I should actually say that Joe is down in Florida in the US, um, you know, if someone wants to meet someone in person and doesn't necessarily want to do like a Zoom or internet call with you, what type of things should people go looking for in an, an energy healer? Is it uh, an experience of life? Is there a certification? You know, what would you advise someone if it's, if it's not you as to what they should look for? Well, for starters, um, I mean, I have people all the time uh, fly me around. Um, The best one was when I was up in Minnesota. I had a client fly me down to Mexico in the middle of uh, the winter uh, to work with her. And I've had, uh, you know, a client fly me to Michigan. Um, I've, you know, been asked to go all over the place. And so if people desire, um, they can, you know, call me up. And uh, very often, if they can get some people, I I will go there. But if if that's not an option, what to look for? Um, uh, the first thing is, is, I mean, there's, there's certain, I don't want to badmouth any particular types, but there's ask them what their results are. Ask them how many people have they been able to help permanently eliminate? Cause that's the catch permanently eliminate. Um, cause that's what I do. 
And there are some healers that will be able, and if they, oh yeah, I help one person. It's like, well, hold on a second. That's not really, you know, great odds. But if they've helped numerous people permanently eliminate symptoms, um, if they've helped numerous people um, avoid surgeries, um, then it might be worth a try. But I would ask them, what's your results? What's your percentages? Because the percentages for me are really, really high. Um, And I have clients all over the world that do it by phone. I mean, my clients in 2012, it was a really transformational year. But in 2012, I had a lady that drove two and a half hours from Miami up to where I used to live. And she goes, I drove all the way from Miami and you didn't even look at me. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I don't need to look at you. And she goes, I could have stayed home to do this. I'm like, yeah, you could have. And she goes, well, why didn't you tell me that? And so uh, what I did is two weeks later, I closed the office and um, I've been seeing everybody, whether it's in Monaco, Australia, the United Kingdom, all over the United States. It's all by phone. Yeah, no, it's great. And and you could have saved her money as well. You know, that could be more on your bill, Joe, you could have said to her. (laughs) And one thing I'd say about you is, like I said, I was, I want my uh, listeners to know that I wasn't skeptical of you, but we'd never, you know, you've um, energy healed numerous people in my um, family. Uh, I wasn't skeptical of you, but we'd never spoken. And I was sort of very deep in thoughts around who is this guy and what does it mean? But when I've met you, I've been very touched with how down to earth, how normal you are and there's no sort of hierarchy of needs as in you know i have this great sort of gifting and given to me so i think that's definitely part of it where i sought um comfort in it and just you know you're very easygoing guy easy to get get along with um so it's been great to hear so let me sort of start to wrap up joe what is um when you look back as to key areas in your life but particularly around the 1999 illness as to where you are today um what do you what do you want to look back on and say this was my my great accomplishment or this is where everything clicked for me what would, what would that look like to you um you know when people that had passed away when they started to come and talk for their relative that was sitting in the office or on the phone um when they would come in and they would talk in certain vernacular or use certain phrases that i would never use uh when that kind of stuff started to happen uh one of the best things that i ever had in my entire life it was one of the most incredible awesome things um i mother brought in her son and the son was 31 years old and he was, you know, quote unquote, mentally handicapped. He had Down syndrome and he'd never spoke a word in his life. He looked at me and he saw and he saw that I could hear. And he literally threw his mother in the chair, just shoved her in the chair. And he was going to shove me. And like, I said, no, 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 I'll sit down. I'll sit down. Yeah. And I just said it telepathy wise. And he barely made it to sitting on the couch. And Joshua, uh, you know, started talking and um, he talked for an hour and 45 minutes, never uttering a comprehensible word out loud, but he talked about his mom, his second mom, three of his caregivers and his sister and gave me all kinds of life events and, you know, places and clothes that they wore. And even, you know, in his mind, he just showed me what his caregivers looked like. And one of the things that he had come to say is he says, you got to tell my mom that I want to go home and home for them meant home with God. Joshua had over 50 surgeries, um, spent over five years in the hospital and he was done. He wanted to go. And so when Joshua told me about his caregivers, when I saw them at his funeral, like nine weeks later, I knew who they were. And, but 
that was one of the most profound things. And at the end of it, Joshua said, it's like, hey, man, he says, you've helped me out. He says, now I want you to see something. And he says, you just chill and you relax. And so what he did is he let me feel his connection with God and which was utterly, totally amazing. It was better than any meditation I've ever done. I don't do drugs. This, it was the highest thing I ever experienced. And, um, and he said, he looks at me and he says, now, if, if all I have to do is give up the ability to speak, isn't it worth it? And it was the first time I understood why God would ever make anybody mentally handicapped, because I always thought it was a burden for the kids. It was a burden for the parents. Um, but when I saw that and I felt that it was amazing. And the peace that it gave to the family was really cool. And so that kind of stuff, you know, healings like with John, you know, where it healed him physically. Um, you know, there were so many people that came in over the years that, you know, they've been told that they're going to die or that they got to live with this and they walk away, you know, pain free. Um, they walk away away with no illnesses. They walk away and again, they got to check with their doctor, but they no longer need the EpiPen or they no longer need allergy shots. Um, that kind of stuff is is huge. It's fantastic. It's 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 just great. Just fantastic to hear the stories of the people that you've helped and given them either peace or given them understanding or given them um, help. So I guess just my final question I'll ask you then, Joe, has been, a, I've touched on it a couple of times about how society might have moved on in our sort of understanding of sort of energy healers and intuitive coaches. Uh, what do you think has been the shift as to why you can go on Clubhouse and, you know, there's hundreds of people now willing to engage and learn more than this. Like I said, 20 years ago, like, no, that guy's a nutter. You know, yeah. now it's like, I want in. I, I want what Joe can give. So uh, if you try to contextualize, what, what's changed in society why people are more open to, to finding this stuff? Um, I really think what it is, is we, um, it, you know, in the 70s, we started to really allow ourselves to question authority. Um, in the 70s and the 80s and the, you know that that's we started to allow ourselves to question authority and when we started to allow ourselves it started to kind of you know build the momentum and that you know rolling snowball down the hill just got larger and larger and people have looked at um, you know big pharma and big medicine and realized um, that okay there's got to be something else and people when they've gotten in touch with their spirituality whether it's through meditation whether it's through prayer um, they They've been realizing within themselves that, okay, there's got to be something other than a pill or a surgery that I can do. And, um, you know, and it's cool. And one of the things I tell people all the time is like, you know, to really look at things over the years, because uh, back in the 80s, everybody and their mother was getting carpal tunnel surgery. And then everybody and their mother was getting knee surgery. They no longer needed carpal tunnel, but they needed to have their knees replaced. And then all of a sudden it was back fusions and neck fusions. And then all, now everybody and their mother needs shoulder replacement. And it's like, OK, it's not like back in the 90s where if you had a Dodge Caravan, you knew that you were going to have to have your uh, transmission replaced, you know, um, why is it that we go through things like that? So people have been starting to realize that there's got to be an answer other than pills and surgery. They've, yeah. allowed, they've allowed themselves to ask the question. And when they've asked the question, that's one of the things. Einstein, when he was doing his shtick, he would literally hold a pencil, he would sit in the chair and he'd allow himself to fall asleep with the question in his head. And when the pencil would fall out of his hand, it would wake him up and he'd have the answer. It was because he allowed himself to go into the silence. And if we go into the silence, that's when we connect with creator. And when we connect with creator, then we hear the answer. 
Wow, powerful, Joe. And as we sort of wrap up our time here, if people um, want to learn more, what's the best way for them to get hold of you and some of your um, offerings that you have? Uh, Profound Power Net is the website, and it's profoundpower.net. And then the phone number is 651-755-6027. Again, 651 651- 755-6027. Can people call you at two o'clock in the morning, Joe, whenever people give their number out? You know, I'll put that in the show notes, but you're going to be bothered now by different calls. Huh? Yeah, um, that's something if, more not, if not by my listeners, I'm going to ring you at three o'clock in the morning just because you're giving your number out. Uh, that happens all the time. And so what ends up, you know, when I go to bed, um, I turn my phone off. And uh, because, I mean, one of the things that happened, you know, when I'm having clients from Barcelona, um, you know, or Monaco call me, they're calling me at you know 12 in the afternoon or three at the afternoon or um you know or maybe they're calling me at nine in the morning well if they're calling me nine in the morning it's gonna be like two in the morning and uh, um so i was getting phone calls at all kinds of hours and so i've just learned to put my turn my phone off and so yeah they can call me well, and I distracted you, but you gave your website. We've got your number. I'll put all your details in the show notes. I know that you're on Clubhouse and you do regular um, sessions on on there. If people are in Clubhouse, uh, mm-hmm. do you have a Facebook or Instagram page? What are you doing there, Joe? Yeah, the uh, the Instagram is Profound Power Joe, and the Clubhouse is Pro Power Joe because uh, it has to be shorter. Pro Power Joe, and the Facebook is Joe Petrosky. It's uh, P E T R O S K I, and on LinkedIn, it's also Joe Petrosky. And so, yeah, reach out to me. Oh, and if I don't get back to you, call me again, because with electronics, with the way that they are and everything, because I just found out uh, yesterday that my email was down for two days and I had no clue. So if I don't get back to you, call me again. Yeah, and I could say that Joe is a lovely, lovely guy, but getting to know him, you strike me as being of that age where you're not too technical. If I can, I don't <laughs> I don't end, end with an insult there, Joe, but it's been great to get to know you. Yeah. So um, Joe yeah. Petrosky. Um, of profoundpower.net. Really appreciative of your time and thank you very much for joining me today. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, Simon. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining the Who I Became podcast. To help spread this inspiring story, be sure to share it with your friends, hit the like button, and of course, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss out on any future episodes. We'd also love to hear how this story impacted you. So leave us a comment on whatever platform you're watching us from. To learn more about this episode, our guests, or Simon, head over to simonosimo slash podcast and sign up to receive the latest information delivered straight to your inbox. Once again, thank you for joining us for the Who I Became podcast.